Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. How is everybody doing? We have got a great show for you today. I've got Rob Frazier on the show. We're going to discuss the brackets, and we might even talk a little bit about Tom Brady. Just a reminder, you are listening to the show on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. Out of Noonan, Georgia, we are broadcasted Monday through Friday from 5 to 5.30. I'm right after Rick Smith and right before Bryce Kuhn. You know, I've actually been intrigued by the idea of doing a crossover show with Bryce. Got to reach out to him. I think that would be pretty cool. But I do have a jam-packed lineup this week. I had Gabe yesterday. I'm having Rob on the show today. Tomorrow, I'm going to have Brad Page on the show. You don't want to miss it. We're going to talk about each other's brackets. Thursday is going to be a very special treat because making their debut on the sports beat is going to be River Dragons player Jay Croup and Columbus Rapids player Sidney Vadney. They both have agreed to be on the show. I am excited to get to interview both of them and hear their story. It's always nice to have these featured stories on your podcast. And I also have... Other guests I have reached out to that I will have on the podcast in the next coming months. I'm going to try to slow down a little bit. Uh, I actually have my military training for two weeks from April 1st through the 15th. Still going to do a show, but I won't have any guests. So just giving you a heads up. The show might be a little bit shorter, but there's still a lot of sports to talk about during that period, including Major League Baseball opening day and the Masters. But we do have a great show for you. I'm going to talk about the Atlanta Braves signing Matt Olson and what does that mean for Freddie Freeman. We have the Atlanta Hawks winning again. They came down, uh, Trey Young, they came down from a very large deficit to beat the Portland Trailblazers. Trey Young had another 40-point night. The Atlanta Hawks are 500 for the first time since December as they make a playoff push. We also have... The play-in games tonight, the start of the play-in games, Wyoming and Indiana, and then Texas A&M, Corpus Christi taking on Texas Southern as the second round of the tournament will start on Thursday. So like I said, I'm going to have Sydney and Jay on the show on Thursday, and then Friday's show is just going to be a recap of the first day of the tournament. But let's go ahead and get into that tournament because I'm looking at, I already filled out my bracket. I filled it out within 10 minutes of the selection show that came out. Of course, we have NIT tonight. Let's go to March Madness because I I really am intrigued. That first game at 12-15 on CBS, Michigan and Colorado State. I picked Michigan. Michigan is favored by two and a half. Not a bad pick. Here's where I probably was wrong. I should have picked South Dakota State over Providence. South Dakota State, 30-4. They are a 13 seed. They're playing at 12-40 on Thursday. I went chalk, I picked Providence, but the 13th seed that I did pick was Chattanooga. They don't play till Friday, 
So, of course, I'll have the March Madness app on my phone. I'll be watching these games, hopefully listening to the games on the radio. I'm actually going on vacation, uh, going to Destin uh, for Thursday and Friday. But I'm really looking forward to these games. I always like to see a 16 seed try to make it close with a one seed. I highly doubt that a 16 seed will ever beat a one seed. Gabe and I talked about that on the show yesterday. I just think it's highly unlikely. The Atlanta Braves have a new first baseman. It's all-star Matt Olson. Now, regardless how you feel about this, because they are getting a two-time Gold Glove winner. He made the all-star team with the Oakland Athletics in 2021. Last season, he was one of the top home run leaders in the American League. He hit 39 home runs with 111 runs batted in, and he also participated in the home run derby. Yes, the Braves are getting a good player. They traded away Christian Pache, Shea Langliers, Joey Estes, and Ryan Cusack to get the hometown slugger. He is coming back to Atlanta. He went to Parkview High School. He's in the prime of his career. He's 27 years old. This is a great pickup for the Atlanta Braves, but it's a foregone conclusion that the Braves are going to have to say goodbye to Freddie Freeman. This shook just about every Braves fan I know. Yes, they when they heard this story break, they were disgusted because they know Freddie Freeman's going to be gone. The Dodgers are going to, they're going to bring the armored trucks backed up into his driveway and they are going to give him a massive contract. It's it's a foregone conclusion and it could happen. I've been checking my phone. I've been watching MLB Network. It's going to happen eventually. It could not even happen today. You know, this show is broadcasted at five and it probably already happened, but I believe that the Atlanta Braves are going to say goodbye to Freddie Freeman. So that hurts as a Braves fan. If you are a Braves fan, that really hurts. I love Freddie Freeman. I love his passion. I love that he is just an all-around teammate and a leader in the clubhouse. And Freddie Freeman was clutch in that World Series against the Houston Astros. But it is a business. Matt Olson is younger. He put up more numbers than Freddie Freeman. you got to see the silver lining that the Braves can't afford Freddie Freeman. The Dodgers are going to give him a probably a $300 million contract. Here's the thing. There's no salary cap in baseball. The Braves needed to do whatever it took to sign Freddie. I believe they made the effort. And the Dodgers are probably going to outbid the Braves. And if you look at Freddie Freeman, he's 32 years old. He's from California. This does make sense. But as a Braves fan, it does hurt to see your star player leave for another team. When I was casually watching the Braves, I was hurt that they got rid of Jason Hayward in 2014. You still have some homegrown talent that the Braves could rally around. I think Dansby Swanson becomes the face of the franchise. Ronald Acuna Jr. is now their star player. He's coming back from that rehab. So now that they got Matt Olson, I still think that they're a strong team to compete in the National League. Charlie Morton's going to come back from that injury. You imagine this pitching rotation of Charlie Morton, Max Freed, Ian Anderson, and Mike Soroka. I mean, they could throw in Tuki Toussaint as the fifth starter. The Braves pitching is going to be set up. They need to re-sign Eddie Rosario. I think the bullpen is just going to be great with Tyler Matzik and Will Smith. I think the Braves are going to still have a very good team. Now, the heartbroken Braves fans who were huge Freddie Freeman fans, don't burn your Freddie Freeman jersey. Don't stop being a Braves fan. This is the business of baseball. I know it hurts. It's going to hurt. I know it's not official yet, and I know that they have the DH 
There's always that possibility that they could sign Freddie Freeman and he could play DH. Highly unlikely because he's a gold glove first baseman. And then when the Dodgers come to Atlanta, give Freddie Freeman a standing ovation. You know, he accomplished so much with the Atlanta Braves, played his entire career with Atlanta, finally won them a World Series. He's got his World Series ring. I mean, give him the due. He is a class act baseball player, but it's the business of baseball and he's going to take this contract. Now, what do the Dodgers do with Max Muncy? I mean, because I, I made the argument, well, the Dodgers already have a first baseman. Why would they do this? Like I said, hasn't been official yet, but you know, you have the MLB hot stove and you have Josh Donaldson signing with the New York Yankees. Sonny Gray got traded to the Twins and more more baseball headlines are coming, so I'll keep you posted. We also have NFL free agency. On the show yesterday, I talked about Tom Brady unretiring after 40 days and returning to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He'll be age 45 in August, and now the Buccaneers are one of the top teams in the NFC. I believe he chose to unretire because he saw how weak the NFC was. He saw that Sean Payton stepped down as coach of the Saints. Russell Wilson got traded to the Broncos. So you got two teams that are a threat that aren't going to be as good. Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay, but he has a massive contract, which means that Green Bay is going to part ways with players. The 49ers are already parting ways with key players on their team. Lakin Tomlinson leaving the talented guard signed with the New York Jets. You have DJ Jones, their defensive tackle, signing with the Broncos. Now, they did, get, they did get Ward, the cornerback from Kansas City. But the market for Jimmy Garoppolo, I think that it is dwindling, especially since the Colts are thinking about signing Gardner Minshew. And the Pittsburgh Steelers just signed Mitchell Trubisky. You have the Cleveland Browns releasing Jarvis Landry, but they were able to get Amari Cooper in a trade with the Dallas Cowboys. DeMarcus Ware staying with the Cowboys. I mean, I could go on and on about all the moves in the NFL, but I cannot wait until that schedule release comes out in April. And of course, we have the NFL draft. So there's just a lot to cover on this show. So last night in the NBA, the Atlanta Hawks finally got to 500 by defeating the Portland Trailblazers 122 to 113. Trey Young had 46 points and the Atlanta Hawks have turned the corner. They are now the ninth seed in the NBA standings. Some of the other scores from last night, you had the Denver Nuggets beating the Philadelphia 76ers in Philly, a battle of two MVP candidates, Nikolai Jokic and Joel Embiid. Jokic had 22 and Joel Embiid had 36. And once again, the Lakers lose. They're now 10 games under 500 at 29 and 39. LeBron had 30, but Toronto was able to beat them at the Crypto Arena 114 to 103. So on Thursday, I'm going to have Jay Krupp at Sydney Vatty, and I'm going to talk about this upcoming series against the best team in the Federal Prospects Hockey League as the Columbus River Dragons will take on the Watertown Wolves. They've clinched a playoff berth, and I know that Jay is excited about that. He's one of my favorite players. He's just a player's player. He's one of those guys that you see in Columbus, and he looks like a hockey player. And with all the celebrity couples out there like Zach and Julie Ertz. And when I was a kid, you had Mia Hamm and Nomar Garcia-Para. I think it's really cool. And I'm really glad that they both agreed to be on this podcast because I would just love to talk to them about how they met and how competitive they are and you know what's in the future. So with that being said, I'm going to have 
Rob Frazier on the show. We're going to get into this bracket. I'm going to have share my bracket with him and hopefully his bracket he could share with me. So stay tuned. I'll have Rob on the show. Welcome back to the show. I've got Rob Frazier here on Tuesday. He's normally my Monday guest, but we went ahead and flip-flop guests. And we are going to talk March Madness. And we might even talk a little bit about Tom Brady. Rob, I'm going to allow you to go ahead and spearhead that because I know you're giddy and excited and jumping for joy. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Richard. Yeah, uh, he's uh, made the decision to go ahead and come back. Uh, that was uh, the big news over the weekend and, of course, yesterday. And there was a lot of jokes being made about it and uh, about, hey, uh, he spent the last two months uh, being at home with his kids full time and his wife full time. Like, ah, I want to go back to work. Or one of the funniest ones I saw, Richard, was, uh, a picture of Tom Brady throwing a football, and he's like, with these gas prices, man, got to go back to work. <laughs> well, one of the funniest memes I've seen is, if you ever seen the the Simpsons where the grandfather, he walks in, he puts his hat on the rack, then takes his hat off, and then goes right back out of the building. <laughs> and that was a live look at Tom Brady's retirement. It was very short-lived. It was only 40 days. I think that Tom Brady saw the state of the NFC with Russell Wilson going to the Broncos. The NFC South was wide open for the taking. He could still play at a high level. Remember, at age 44, he led the NFL with passing yards and touchdowns. I just think that he loves football so much that his – driving competitive nature is allowing him to come back and I'm going to call it and he's going to play for one more season. I mean, there's, there's absolutely no way he could play past 45. If he plays a year after this, he'd be 46. He's going into uncharted territory. Although he's already been in uncharted territory playing at a high level at, at age 44, the oldest to ever do it. Yeah, man, it's that uh, TB12 program and that uh, vegan diet, you know, and I know you try to do that as well, you know, keep up with your fitness, you know, um, into your 40s. And uh, so good for him. You know, it seems like his family's behind it and uh, it'll make for an interesting uh, off season and uh, another season coming up down the road. Of course, uh, I know you're excited. We got uh, spring training underway. And, you know, yesterday with the news about the Atlanta Braves, uh, I know you covered that signing signing the young first baseman and, and having to let go of, of Freddie Freeman and the general manager being in tears about it. But it is what it is. Uh, baseball is a game of uh, players trading jerseys. Even the great Hall of Famers have done it uh, late in their careers, all the way back to Babe Ruth. Yeah, we are all sad about Freddie Freeman leaving Atlanta. But, I mean, it looks like he's going to sign with the Dodgers. And that could be the worst team he could possibly go to. It would be okay. I wouldn't have a problem with Freddie Freeman going to a likable team like the White Sox or the Mariners, but you, you had to go to the Dodgers. Oh, I, I, I don't know what to say. Yeah, that may be a way of one up and okay, if you're going to let me go, rival here. <laughs> Probably get a massive contract, and you know, he's worth every penny. Freddie Freeman is just a class act, and we wish him the best of luck, but. But, Rob, let's go ahead and switch gears because we have a tournament coming up. I don't know if 
Do we have do yeah. we have something going on? I, I think it starts tonight. I've got time to sit on the couch and watch a little bit. I think it starts this evening. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to watch some of the play-in games, but uh, the tournament really doesn't ramp up until Thursday afternoon and where I pull out my March Madness app on my phone and, and I start watching games from noon all the way to 11 o'clock at night. It is going to be great. It's one of the greatest days in sports, that first two days of the tournament. And I, I watched the tournament all the way until the Final Four, but your casual sports fan fills out a bracket. I know I filled out a bracket, and I shared it with you. I mean, I shared it with Gabe on the show yesterday. It's not that crazy. I went chalk in one part, and, you know, I picked Chattanooga to go to the Sweet 16. But, uh, Rob, did you fill out a bracket? Uh, yeah, I don't don't have it in front of me, uh, but I'll get it here as we're talking. But one thing that I wanted to say to you, I'm going to disagree with you. We don't disagree much. But I would say the great thing, the great change they've made about the the opening round, so to speak, uh, or the play-in, is it used to be all 16-seed teams. Uh, This year, only half of those are 16-seed teams, and even those games can be pretty competitive, you know, getting to know those little schools a little bit better. But also, uh, the other four teams are pretty good teams um, that are going to advance – to possibly be good upset potential picks in the next round. For example, uh, I was watching uh, SportsCenter this morning, and they said, look out for Indiana. If Indiana were to win their game, uh, they would go and play St. Mary's next. Uh, so, you know, there's some intrigue there. But uh, if you uh, if you consider the, uh, the play-in teams, uh, that'd be a good place to start in terms of, well, just trying to pick one or the other to win tonight. It's always a toss-up. But if they advance – you know, they, they make it pretty far some years, you know, the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight, and even the Final Four. One interesting thing about the 2006 George Mason team and the 2011 VCU team, that they didn't even win their conference. They got into the tournament because they were a bubble team. They had an impressive regular season, but because they didn't win their conference, the committee allowed them to come into this tournament. Are you a fan of that? I mean, do you feel like that is the way to go? I love seeing those kind of stories. To me, that's what this tournament is all about. You know, everybody's got their favorite teams, right, that they're they're cheering for. But, you know, and, and a lot of people, unfortunately, you know, it's it's all about the money for them, you know, and, and that's okay. We live in a, fr- a free country. Okay, looking at my bracket again, Richard, because um, it's always fun to uh, talk talk brackets before everything starts. Uh, you know, I, I talked about uh, believing that uh, Notre Dame or Rutgers – uh, could potentially come in and upset Alabama. You know, Alabama's done really well uh, the last couple of years, but they've really been reeling. We, we're we not fans of the Big Ten letting that many teams in, but we'll see how they do. They think the Big Ten's the strongest conference in America. We'll see how they do, you know, how that many teams uh, do um, in the tournament. Um, a lot of people think that uh, Michigan State's going to have their hands full with Davidson simply because – uh, you got uh, the coach there from Davidson that's been there forever. He's not going to be rattled by a big-time matchup. And uh, this isn't uh, Izzo's strongest uh, Michigan State team. No, Rob, I'm not a fan of the nine teams in the Big Ten making it into this tournament. But on my bracket, I do have Purdue going to the Final Four. And I have, oddly enough, I know you said you have Davidson beating Michigan State. That kind of went the other way. I think Davidson, I mean, I think Michigan State, could get by Duke and make it all the way to the Elite Eight, but 
that's kind of just a crazy bracket. I mean, I have a crazy bracket. I got Chattanooga going to the Sweet 16. I got Tennessee going to the Final Four. I mean, you've seen my bracket. It's pretty crazy. Hey, yeah, have fun with it, uh, you know, because a lot of times it's a toss-up, and people that go chalk uh, oftentimes, <laughs> you know, they end up getting getting it busted pretty bad in the first round. I got um, I got Virginia Tech upset in Texas. I think Virginia Tech's playing really well, and uh, they seem to be a well-balanced team uh, in I the first. We yeah, and that, I, we got that one right. Um. And then I also think um, also think the uh, the winner of the twelve play in game gonna have a shot to, shot to knock off St. Mary's, you know, because you know St. Mary's is is good, but unfortunately, you know, they're gonna come up against you know uh, a major conference team, you know, and we'll see how they do, you know. Um, listen, from a national standpoint, you know, they let a lot more West Coast teams in this year than they normally do. Interestingly enough. You know, the, I mean, with the Mountain West Conference, as many teams as got in from the Mountain West Conference and the WCC, I think the WCC got at least three teams in with San Francisco. I'm not a fan of any of the West Coast teams. They don't really have a strong out-of-conference because all their out-of-conference games are against West Coast teams, and they don't seem to do very well in this tournament. I'm not a fan of the Mountain West getting teams like Boise State and Colorado. I know that Boise State won the regular season in the Mount West, but I believe they're going to lose to Memphis in that eight and nine matchup. Rob, I know you're a big Memphis fan. I'm a big Memphis fan. Memphis is a nine seed. Do you like where Memphis is at? And do they have a chance against Gonzaga? Because I'm calling it, they're going to beat Boise State at least, but then they have a potential matchup against Gonzaga. I don't think uh, even Memphis fans like their chances against Gonzaga. Just they're hoping that they can at least make it to that game and just have a have a fun game. Uh, it's so frustrating because Memphis was one of the only teams that they did that to. You know, sending sending them so far away. You know, I know that the South Regional Arizona had to be the number one seed in the South South Regional, but they're not really playing in the south south so a lot of times now the system is that even the regional names like you know the south and the west and the midwest don't really mean what they're called it's crazy but anyway sending there's a lot of memphis fans upset about that draw sending them all the way out to the west coast time zone having to play one of the earliest games of the day out there so once again their backs are against the wall. The odds are stacked against them. Boise State plays a very boring style of basketball, trying to slow it down and muck it up in 2022. So, yeah, if they can get over that hurdle and just win that first game, then it'll be fun for them uh, playing out there. Uh, you got Jalen Duran, who's uh, going to be a top 10 pick in the NBA, going against old Lurch there. I call him Lurch. Uh, Chet Holmgren. <laughs> <laughs> Chad Holmgren, <laughs> uh, yeah. but, he, but he's good, man. He's good. And uh, the, the mustache, mustache and the headband, man. Oh, Drew Timmy. Uh, so, um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's my thoughts on that with my hometown team. Uh, in the South Regional, uh, Arizona going to be uh, doing pretty good with their matchups there. You know, they, they uh, I do have TCU to knock off Seton Hall. I think TCU is playing well. And um, also you got to – uh, interesting matchup down the pike there, possibly with uh, uh, Tennessee, uh, you know, playing potentially Michigan or Colorado State. What are your thoughts on that one? 
Well, I've got Michigan beating Colorado State. That's actually the first game on Thursday. And I've got Tennessee beating Michigan and then beating Loyola Chicago. I got Loyola Chicago pulling off the upset against Villanova. Let's say Loyola Chicago does not beat Villanova. Tennessee, who's a very strong three seed going up against Villanova, in my opinion, is a weak number two seed. I think Tennessee wins that matchup regardless of who they face to at least get to the Elite Eight to take on Arizona. But in my bracket, I got Tennessee going to the Final Four. I just got a feeling this is one of Tennessee's best seasons. They win the SEC tournament for the first time since 1979. I know that's got Brad Page excited. He's going to be on the show tomorrow. I'm sure that he's got Tennessee pretty far in his bracket. Hey, uh, some thoughts on the Midwest bracket there. I I see that you're having to go uh, homer there with your pick for Auburn. Yeah, (laughs) they're a 50-50 pick because uh, uh, the NCAA, the further you get into it, they say that it's really about guard play, how good your guards are, and that seems to be one of their weaknesses. But, you know, that's a a theory, really. It hasn't really been proven. But, hey, I'm going to go with uh, South Dakota State. Uh, to win their first round game over Providence, man. Because uh, I just, they're shooters, man. Yeah, they got some good shooters and uh, a great story for them to get that first round upset. And I also believe Iowa State will knock off LSU. I mean, LSU, they're dealing with the interim coach and all kinds of distractions there. So I'm going to go with them on that. And, uh, and then you do know that uh, if Auburn makes it that far, they're going to run into Kansas. But uh, you think they can beat Kansas? I do. I know Kansas has got the rich tradition, 32 straight NCAA tournaments since 2000. So for the last 20 years, Kansas has never been a seed higher than four. You look at what they've done. They were a fourth seed in 19 and they were a fourth seed in 2006. But from 2007 to 2018, they were at least a one, a two or a three seed. Isn't that incredible? Oh, yeah. And if you're not a Kansas fan, there's so many people rooting against them because how they've got off Scott's, Scott Free so far with all the cheating scandals from, you know, what is it, four or five years ago now? Yes. So, I mean, unless you're a Kansas fan, most people are rooting against them. Won a championship in 2008. I, I don't want to remind you as a Memphis fan what happened. I mean, I try to relive that over and over again. I try to rewatch that game. Because that, that Memphis team was so special, that 2008 team with Derrick Rose. Yeah, that kind of went down a rabbit hole. Well, I know it's near and dear to our hearts. I, I, I still am shocked over the Mario Chambers three that tied the game that got sent to overtime. You remember, as we're both big Memphis fans, the 2008 Memphis Tigers, that was such a special team. With Derrick Rose, Chris Douglas Roberts, Joey Dorsey, Robert Dozier, that team should have won a championship. That Memphis Tigers team was so great making it to the championship game. Rob, what are your thoughts? And do you still try to relive that moment, like of what could have been? Memphis had that big lead in the championship game against Kansas in 2008. They were literally one of the best teams in the last 20 years of college basketball. I mean, they dominated that whole season and not just dominated. I mean, they wanted to come out and just, demoralize you man like they 
they would dunk on you and and look at you like it was your fault for getting in their way. I mean, they were they were a special team, and that's the thing. Who's going to be this year's special team? Like, there's a lot of good teams, but I kind of like that that team that uh, you know has a little bit of attitude, has a little bit of you know we're here to win this thing, you know, kind of thing. So we'll see. We'll see what team uh, rises above it all. Last year it was UCLA that surprised people. We'll see who's got the heart and the grit and grind to uh, you know come out and uh, get it done there was oral roberts last year right that made this crazy run so we'll see man we'll see if a 12 or a 13 seed you know knocks some people off this year i'm happy to get my bracket busted uh if if it's for a 12 or 13 you know making it at least to the sweet 16 you know beyond that uh they seem to kind of muddy things up but uh yeah that's that's the beauty of it and uh, we're looking forward to it Rob, so you said you have South Dakota State beating Providence. That's actually a good pick. My high seed that I have going pretty far is Chattanooga. I have them beating Illinois, and then I have them beating UAB. So that means I got UAB beating Houston. So I got a 12 and a 13 playing each other in in the round of 32, and Chattanooga going on to the Sweet 16. What do you think of that? I think that's happened before, and, in fact, I know it has. Um, So that, you know, that's – that can happen. Houston is uh, a great team, but man, UAB really—they like to run and gun. Uh, Houston's going to try not to let them do that. But Houston only has about uh, seven or eight players that uh, Kelvin Sampson plays. And then on, on your upset pick on the other end—hey, it could happen. Illinois is coached by Brad Underwood, who used to be the head coach of an upset team back in the day, um, and they've got a top 10 NBA forward slash center on their team who's kind of like a Joel Embiid uh, type player in college basketball. They come out of that Big Ten conference, uh, which plays a completely different type of basketball, and Chattanooga is uh, a lot of veteran players. Uh, they're going to come out running and gun- gunning and firing uh, on all cylinders, so wouldn't that be something? Uh, there's a, I mean, that's 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 likely to happen. So we'll see. We'll see what happens for you, Richard. Uh, g- way to go out on a limb there with your picks. So we've talked a lot about the tournament. The main thing I recommend to people is just to enjoy it. It's a lot of fun, like for me and my ten-year-old son, just to sit down and watch some games, maybe some buzzer beaters, close games, that sort of thing. Uh, it's just it's just fun, like we talked about. It can be dangerous, you know, if you're if you're betting or if you got too much into it. But uh, we're just going to have fun with it and enjoy it for what it is. Thankful for uh, having it back, and uh, should be a lot of fun. Richard, appreciate you having me on the show today, and we'll we'll revisit this uh, next week as we get closer to uh, the Sweet Sixteen. Oh yeah, I'm really looking forward to having you back on the podcast next week to see if our brackets got busted at all it should be fun thank you so much rob for being a guest on the podcast and hope you enjoy the tournament oh i definitely will and you too and appreciate everybody listening as always all right that was rob frazier guest on the sports beat thank you everybody for listening to the podcast want to remind you stay tuned for tomorrow's episode as we will have brad page and we will talk everything march madness as well hope you have a great day Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
This podcast is broadcasted out of Columbus, Georgia, and focuses on the local and national sports scene. I am Richard Holdridge. If you have a sports question or if you would like to be a guest on the show, just inbox me on my Facebook page, The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, or on my Twitter feed. And as always, I hope that you have a blessed day. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.